All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We return Tuesday edition of The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And hey, congratulations to the... uh, Lady in Yellowhead County, who won a million dollars, PlayAlberta.ca. Nice little holiday gift for herself, I'll tell you that. Nice. Hey, maybe it'll be you. Go to PlayAlberta.ca. As we uh, welcome into the show our uh, regular Tuesday co-host, 19th uh, overall draft pick in the NHL, former NHLer, former Edmonton owner. Also a uh, former head coach and GM in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Sean Brown joins us. Brownie, how you doing? Uh, hopefully the holidays were good. Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, it was great. Um, got to spend a lot of time with the family. It was actually pretty quiet. It was nice to have my son back. Um, yeah, food was great. Over eight, like everyone, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you know, it's nice. Uh, we were just talking off air about the difference in our families. You got a young one and... You know, that pure joy of Santa, um, you know, and then having where I'm at where, you know, you got to wake the kids up and, you know, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it is great age and, uh, you know, there's benefits, sure, you know, you can, uh, you know, when you got a young kid, it's, you know, they're going through the, it's like a speed race for, for every present, which is uh, great. But as you get a little bit older, they can sit back and, okay, well, give me this one. You relax a little bit more. So it's, uh, pros and cons for sure. Um, the, uh, do you have any traditions that you uh, do other than like, you know, handing out uh, chips? Is there any t- tradition <laughs> that you guys do in your family? Yeah, you know what? We usually open up a gift. The kids are allowed to open up one gift. On um, Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve before okay, they yeah. go to bed. Yeah. Um, so it's a gift that they get for each other. And oh. typically it's nothing <laughs> spectacular. It's, you know, socks or box. It's it's a very small gift, but that's okay. kind of the tradition that we do. Um, you know, we uh, my wife has a tradition of the books that her parents that she grew up reading. Oh, yeah, nice. So, um, you know, we all get in our pajamas and just kind of sit on the couch. And yeah. my wife goes through about four or five books that, you know, that she grew up with. So oh, I love it. Yeah. And so, yeah, our kids look forward to it. Uh, you know, I think traditions are a big part of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's nice when you know, we, when we do that type of stuff, we usually watch Scrooge or, uh, you know, or Elf uh, no. the night before too. So a lot of, you know, we just kind of wind down quiet time and, 
and that, those are those are our traditions. Yeah, we have the uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" book, and then they pass it around. Yeah. Everybody reads a page, and they pass it around, and goes around the room and stuff. And oh, so that's cool. Yeah. It's always funny because you know, like the, uh, my sister in law, she's a teacher, and so she's really good at it, right? Like yeah. she can really get into it. And my yeah. son's yeah. like, I was like, oh, Auntie Elisa's really good reader. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a few, yeah. you know, My nephews are like twenty, and so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's pressure, right? Oh, when you're yeah. reading in front 100%. of people, like I can read and do anything in front of my family, but in front of anyone else, I start stumbling Ooh, and yeah. fumbling, chewing on my tongue. But yeah. I mean, what a great skill to have. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very true. So uh, the orders right now, um, the first team this season to have multiple five game winning streaks. Uh, they they come home on a five game heater all on the road. And, uh, and even though they lost in Long Island, I thought they played pretty well in that game as well. But uh, big wins in New Jersey and New York, and then San Jose dominated. Uh, the Kings, a good comeback win, uh, dominated the Ducks. And now they got a Flyers team here that I think skill-wise, Edmonton has more skill. But uh, the will of the Flyers, their their commitment defensively has has been pretty solid. But uh, the orders, you know, the, the big thing right now, Fogel and McLeod are both on heaters. And so that adds, you know, you got like eight guys now, right now that are scoring. So, you know, that makes it pretty easy. You can spread it around amongst eight players. Um, what do you make of McLeod uh, as far as a winger? Do you, do you think he's better as a winger? Or is it because he's playing with dry settle? Do you like to me, the biggest difference is McLeod's actually in front of the net. Right, we don't see him circling on the outside. He's actually going to the mid- and all the numbers back it up. It's not just where he sh- it's where he's shooting from. Not that he's shooting more, but it's where he's shooting from. He only had nine inner slot shots in the first twenty eight games. He had four in the last five, and guess what? He has five goals. Right, and you look at his his goal against Anaheim. He's right on the crease, and he wisely backs out, finds that space, boom, easy goal to put in when you're in the right position. And but like, what do you make of McLeod? Like to me, I'm I'm too soon to say okay, this guy's a guaranteed winger now. Yeah, I, I would I'd agree with you on that. I mean, the biggest thing right now is confidence, right? I mean, he's a completely different player. He has a dimension to his game that excites all of us Oilers fans is the fact that he can fly and skate like that's his biggest asset. So um, right now, I think he's benefiting from a, a, a few different things and, and confidence being the biggest thing. And then obviously playing with one of the best players in the world. Uh, doesn't hurt either. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's got lots to his game right now that he should be feeling good about. I think he's got an, a ton of uh, a ton of uh, potential, but he's got he's doing so many things. There's a lot of coachable moments. I think at the beginning when he was struggling, I think as a coaching staff and maybe as a player, it was hard to build and hard to get to the next level and there's probably you know some tough teachable moments because he wasn't doing a whole lot he wasn't having a whole lot of success success so i think now with with him playing the way he is and and being as confident as he is i would like to see him at center i think i think when dylan holloway comes back he potentially would be a guy that i would look to see you know, maybe in that role. Obviously, I think Evander Kane eventually is. Well, Kane's be. eventually there, but I would. You know what? I wouldn't have a problem with trying Holloway at center. I think for he, now. it's unfortunate. Holloway at center. Yes, I would play Holloway at center with Kane when Holloway comes back. Oh, really? Yes, wow. and because I'm not taking, I'm not, I am not switching up my second line because it's rolling. To me, it makes no sense. Yeah, right. Like I still got forty what eight games left in the year. Evander Kane on my team come playoff time is in my top six. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like when I watched that LA game, the lack of physicality was so noticeable. Yeah. It was glaring. Yeah. So you need that from Kane. He brings yeah. an element those two guys don't have. Yeah. Right. And he can score goals. Yeah. So but when I look at Dylan Holloway, if I'm gonna try McLeod on the wing here for a while, why not try Holloway at center? He was a center for much of his career. Up until he uh, got to junior. Yeah. I mean, sorry, to, to the NHL. Um, he says he's actually more comfortable playing center. I've talked to him about this. Yeah. Lots of guys like it. So I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, no. because Derek Ryan's not the long term answer as your third line center. No, absolutely not. I mean, if he's, if he feels comfortable with it. And I mean, it's unfortunate right now. He just got a little bit of Nick. He's nicked up, but you know, overall the team has kind of found their groove a little bit here. Everyone's playing with a lot more confidence. Yep. Confident, but. Yeah, I mean, having him having him play center eventually, I, I would I think with his skill set, I think when he comes back, you probably put him on the third line. You let that second line, like you said, you kind of you know run it. Well, yeah. you know, but I I think it's a lot easier to move that second line, a few of those pieces sure. around to the third line with the confidence in the way that they're playing and how they're feeling about their game. But I, I would put Hall. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem putting Hall away. It's just somewhere to try. It's just somewhere to try. I think you're going to have a bunch of moving pieces, and you're going to have to play the hot hand and ride a few different scenarios. Um, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, 
you know, when you watch that LA game and, and how physical some of those defensemen were and how big and strong they were, and, and you watch some of the smaller forwards get pushed around a little bit. Oh, yeah, the like, owners got pounded in that exactly. game. Exactly, and Kane's going to make a huge difference, right? I mean, he's just got that factor to him, um, you know, so, but for the time being, yeah, I mean, trying trying Holloway on the, you know, on the third line, and then uh, I, I think eventually, to me, though, I would put, I would put uh, McLeod. Back there. I would put him at center. Okay. I would. Yeah, well, McLeod, Fogle, and Holloway, a lot of people thought that could be a third line for you, right? Uh, I th- I th- all ultimately, I think yeah. so, for sure. I think, like I said, it, it's so much easier, you know, as a player when you're playing with confidence and oh. playing the way they're playing. You can be moved around anywhere, yeah. and you're, you're not reading into it nearly as much yeah. as what you are when you're struggling. Yeah, because right? the coach so, comes in and says, hey, Ryan, we really need your third-line center. Yeah, no problem. Right? I, I don't care. I'm going to score You're not here. taking anything personal. No, Everything's no. great. You yeah. know, so yeah, I just, I just really like the fact that this coaching staff, you know, throughout the whole lineup has, you know, the ability to do a lot of teaching when a lot of guys are feeling really good about themselves. Yeah, it's right? easier and, time to teach, isn't exactly. It? And I just, I, I think they're, you know, is their game perfect? No, but I mean, we can all see that they're working towards something. And there's areas of their game that are is a lot better than what it was. I want to ask you about a, a position, of course, that you played lots. I watch Vincent DeHarnay, and it's like I'm watching a different player when he has the puck on his stick now. Right? Like, yeah. Do you see how many more play? Like he holds on to the puck rather than just dump it out, yeah. right? And and it leads to just not possession to the other team, and he holds it here, yeah. and then it, like it's amazing the difference. Yeah. Like his play, and like Darnell Nurse. I don't think people are talking enough about how well Darnell Nurse has played. His two passes in that Anaheim game, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, those are world-class passes. Yeah. Like, world-class. Yeah. And yeah. Um, But Vincent DeHarnay, to me, now he doesn't shoot the puck. You know, you look at his shots on goal, he never gets a shot away on, on goal, and that's fine. But it's when he has the puck in the offensive zone, how many extra steps he's taking with the puck to look to and hold on to it, even if a guy's on him, he's like, no, no, I'll hold on to it, shield the puck, and then wait and make a play on the tape rather than just out through the neutral zone and the other team gets possession. I, I think from what, you know, Coffee has said about, hey, you're here to make plays, and if you can't make plays, we'll find and get someone in here that can make plays. Like, what player in the world doesn't want to hear that from their D coach? And yeah. I think that, you know, and that <clears throat> that type of confidence and that type of expectation is, you know, obviously benefiting all of them. But, yeah, I mean, you watched DRNA and – you know, his puck skills. I mean, it's a, you know, there's some warts there, but you know, he's inexperienced and it's going to come, but he's definitely benefiting from that mindset. All of them. I mean, you look at the way they they're playing now with, you know, their third, uh, their, their forward coming up so high with the three guys at the blue line, like that's hard to defend, but Mm -hmm. to be able to do that from going low to high and have your forward come up that high to create some space and some offensive opportunities, you need DRNA and the rest of them handling the puck and feeling confident, uh, confident and moving and scissoring and, and, you know, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're a fun team to watch right now, right? And it doesn't, you know, there was a while that, you know, I think the Oilers look defensively like they struggled in their own zone, but everyone struggles when you have that type of movement, when you play that type of style of hockey. And, you know, to play that style of hockey, you got to have the backing, number one, of your coaching staff, yeah. and you got to have the confidence, and then it's about delivering. So, um, yeah, he's nice to watch along with a lot of other ones. Uh, World Juniors today, a disappointing loss for Canada. Uh, as they uh, lose three to two, uh, Czechia scores with 11 seconds, an uh, unlucky bounce, uh, for Canada. I don't know if you saw the, uh, you know, Finland, what would we say before the tournament? Never count out the Finns. Uh, they, they come up and, uh, you know, Slovakia was playing very well in this tournament. They're a very good team and Finns find a way. They beat them in overtime and, you know, Sweden, uh, needed a three, two win, uh, against, uh, Switzerland with one of the worst. I don't know if you saw the, uh, uh, the game of spearing major with about uh, two minutes left in that game. Uh, now Sweden was already leading, but still, I thought it was a pretty weak call. Um, uh, they had the uh, the call in the Lions Cowboys game uh, on the weekend. Dan Campbell's out there telling, "Hey guys, the league's." He's telling his, his Lions fans, "The league's not against us." But that was such an egregious call. And Connor, I want to get your opinion on it. Like when you watch the replay afterwards. Right, you see Goff, he goes to 68 and says, here, go check in. Right, because he's an offensive lineman to be an eligible receiver. You got to go to the ref and say, okay, I'm an eligible receiver. Here you go. Check me in. Otherwise, they'll call you for it. Mm-hmm. He goes and he talks to the official. And then the official, oh, no, he didn't check in. 70 checked in. Well, why would 70 check in? He was in the middle of the line. It makes no sense. Like, it's such a terrible call. 
What's the uh, line from Home Alone? Lay incompetent. I I mean that's just it was brutal. I mean it's it's officiating butchering the call and we heard stories that Dan Campbell actually went and told the officials about this play before the game. Like he told them this was going to happen wow. or they, they were looking at doing this and the refs just totally blew it. Uh I I don't think like Dan Campbell says, don't get, not going to say the the league is against the Lions by any means, but they certainly blew that call and how crucial was it? Like the biggest point of the game, you draw this up, you do everything you're supposed to do and the refs just somehow mess it up. I wish that there was a way that we could have someone from the overhead come in and like say, no, they did what they were supposed to do. Unfortunately, the uh, the league doesn't have that policy. It'd be t- it'd be tough to do to have someone overrule your referees in a situation like that. But uh, for the Detroit Lions, yeah, they were they were screwed. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. They they definitely got hosed on that play. Yeah, no, it was uh, um, it was very strange to me. <clears throat> Officiating in general, like I've watched obviously a little bit of the World Juniors, and it it seems like it. You but know, that one, the thing that I have a problem with that one, Brownie. Yeah, that's not a quick spur of the moment decision here, right? Mm-hmm. That is one where the player comes over to you and you check in yeah. now because you got the numbers mixed up in your head. Is not their fault. Like, if you want to have where the ref is on the ice or they're on the field and the viewpoint of the camera isn't always the same viewpoint as the official on the ice, right? I've learned that from Bud Steen and we learned it from Fraser and all the yeah. other officials we've had on the show. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know what? I get it. And the guy might be out of position. Players are out of position. I don't expect the rest to be perfect. But this call has nothing about positioning. It's, it's a very simple one. It's like, okay, the guy checked in. Ah, they threw it to him. It's a legal play. End of discussion. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I have a bigger beef with. Yeah. Like, I, to me, if it's one, like, a guy's going to miss a call, it sucks. But it's just like when you, when a player serves up a pizza in the final two minutes of the game. Now, of course, you didn't mean to do it, mm-hmm. but it just cost your team the game. And you live with it. Right. People aren't like, wow, that player should never play again. Right. So I don't have a problem with refs making the odd mistake in the, in the heat of the moment in a split second decision, but this is not one of those. Right. And, and this one, man. Like it, it, it has such huge ramifications for seedings now in the playoffs. That's what's amazing about it. Like he, all of a sudden now the Dallas Cowboys could have, you know, that they can have home field advantage for goodness sakes and finish the number two seed. Right. Whereas, whereas they, you know, it's guaranteed now. All they got to do is win against a pretty meh Washington team. Where, and Detroit is going to finish even lower now potentially. So yeah, I thought it was, uh, it's too bad because it was a really good game. It's a competitive game. So. I like it. Now, hey, do you play fantasy football? No, that's why I'm kind of struggling with this conversation. I didn't even watch football. Oh, you didn't watch it? No. I, didn't, I didn't watch it this, you know. Oh, so. I thought you'd watch just the, you don't even have to watch the game to watch the highlights because okay. it was such a terrible call. <laughs> like, it was everywhere. It'd be on, it'll be on the missed plays of the month for, uh, for sure. Um, uh, Connor Halley does play fantasy, but he wasn't in the playoffs, so we don't have to ask him about that. But, uh, would do 2 and 0, Gregor. Two and zero in, in your... my uh, seventh and ninth place game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> you showed up. <laughs> yeah, you showed up when it mattered, Cons. That's all that matters. You didn't. You didn't pack it in. That's nice. Uh, when we come back, Dave McCarthy will uh, join us. Uh, some interesting storylines in the National Hockey League. Some uh, some names potentially on the uh, trade bait board. We'll get to that and more when we return on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Three twenty six. Welcome back. We're in the Ewell Studio. E W E L dot C A for all your electrical needs. And uh, not only do they have anything you need for electrical stuff, they also have an extra room in their brand new warehouse. If you have a project that's delayed and you need to store some stuff, well, you can store it there. E W E L. Dot C A. Jason Greger, Sean Brown with you. It's game day. Orders hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. Orders looking to win their sixth consecutive game. They're the first team in the league that's had multiple five game winning streaks so far this season. They won eight earlier and now they're currently riding a five gamer. Tonight, uh, if they actually win tonight, then they will have two of the eight six game winning streaks in the NHL this year. So uh, when the orders are hot, uh, they can get on a roll. Let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Hockey Super League, a premier hockey solution and a clear path for long-term development, offering borderless hockey, including provincial and cross-province competition. Learn more at HockeySuperLeague.ca as a back for another year. Happy to have him from uh, Sirius XM, our uh, weekly uh, Tuesday guest, uh, Dave McCarthy, joins us. Uh, Davey, how you doing? How was New Year's? 
Uh, New Year's was good. New Year's was good. The fact that the Leafs practiced at 10 a.m. on New Year's Day was was less ideal, so I had to be at that. Oh, Couldn't geez. get after it the way I might have wanted to, but it was still a good time with a few uh, few few good buddies. Did you crack some of those uh, 100 bottles of wine that you have in your kitchen? Well, no, I was in your at bar? his place. Oh. I was at his place, yeah, oh, but you... I did bring one. Yeah, I would always have brought some. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. got 100 bottles That's of wine. What are, you, what, are you, <laughs> what are you saving them for, Dave? There's not that many wow. rainy days. Saving them for you to come by. Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, I'm coming to Toronto here in a, in a few months. So, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be stopping in at uh, uh, the McCarthy Bar. That'll be uh, that'll be go. fun. I like it. Um, uh, a few things to to get to. Where 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 do you come out on the uh, on the Philadelphia Flyers and the fact that the right now they're going with a legit goalie tandem as Carter Hart will start tonight. Uh, that'll be his ninth start in the last 18 games as him and Urson have literally gone 50 50. Well. Um... The way you, the way I got to look at the goaltending right now is both guys are commanding ice time with their plays. So um, if that's going to be the case, um, and you put a plan in place, and you're up front with each guy and say, "Here's how we're going to do it for the foreseeable future," as as both of you are playing well, then everything's up front and on the table, and and I and then it's on the uh, the guys to to manage within that plan. And I think that's a good plan right now. You don't want to burn anybody out if they are both playing well. I don't think either guy has really established himself to this point in his career as one of those 55, 60-game-plus starters. Uh, certainly Carter Hart has not yet to this point, and he's dealt with a, a history of injury. So I think that's smart that if Samuel Erson is playing well and commanding ice time based on his play, um, split the duties. And as long as you got a guy between the pipes that's helping you win games, as both guys have shown the ability to do, you know, you're winning games as a team, and that's really what it's all about right now. So, you know, it's interesting. Philadelphia is is, a, is an impressive group. I certainly didn't have them in a top three spot coming into the season in the Metro Division come come January. Um, but here they are. It was interesting. I was talking to Colby Armstrong uh, today on my show. Uh, his brother is, in fact, the uh, the director of player personnel for the Flyers, who's so got a pretty good pretty good insight on what the Flyers are all about. You so see, you watch them play, they, they hound the puck like dogs, yes. right? Like they are on top of you. They give you nothing and they make you pay a price. You know, and that comes from the head coach. And if, if that's the way you're going to play, uh, you're going to win a lot of hockey games because, you're you know, whether you, you win or not, you're going to make teams pay a price. And on a number of times, I think throughout the year, there's going to be a lot of opponents that come into town and just say, you know what, not for us tonight. And the Flyers are happy to get away with a point or two. Dave, is there with uh, Fleury getting his thousandth game? Is there, and, and you know, to the point of the Philadelphia both goalies splitting it? Is there is there another? Who do you see that could potentially get to a thousand games throughout the league, like a Vasilevsky, or is it going to be harder now? Oh, I think it's going to be really difficult. Um, I mean, off the top of my like, what is Vasilevsky at right now um, in terms of games played? I'd have to look that up, but. You know, you're looking at him, you're looking at maybe Igor Shosturkin, you're looking at maybe Elias Sorokin. Um, like, I think Jake Ottinger's a little old, right, to, to get to a 1,000 games based on when he really started to, to, to play um, games of consequence, a bulk of games of consequence during a year. Um, you know, you have to keep in mind, Marc-Andre Fleury's been at this since, like, he was 20. So, um, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be really difficult for a goalie to get to a thousand games. No, yeah. I really do because even even the best guys nowadays, teams tend to want to keep them between like fifty five and sixty games because the playoffs are such a grind, um, and you don't you don't want to burn a guy out. So you look at the guys that that have played a thousand games, uh, Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur. Like those guys made a routine of playing seventy five games a year. Guys just don't do that anymore. Um, so I think that might be a, a really difficult, um, milestone to obtain for goalies moving forward, just the way goaltenders are deployed nowadays. Here's the numbers for Vasilevsky, who has the best chance of any active goalie, because most of the other active goalies are like already uh, over the age of 30. So Vasilevsky, let's say he starts 30 of the final 44 this year. That would put him at uh, 470 games. He would then need 530 games. So he'll need to average 53 games from ages 30 to 39 the next decade. 
53 games. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) 53 games a year for 10 years, man. Like, it is really, like, honestly, I don't think we're going to see it. I honestly don't see how there's going to be a goalie. Um, you know, you, now Carter Hart, you're going to need a young goalie who plays a lot of games early and then stays healthy. Maybe, but man, it, it, the, when I was crunching the numbers over the weekend, I'm looking at guys like UC Saros. You're like, okay, yeah, UC Saros 28, but I'm like, but he's only played 315 games. <laughs> like, there's no chance. He's, you know, so it's honestly, I'd, I, Flurry number one, he's going to pass Patrick Waugh and be second in wins all time. Right, because he, he needs one more win to tie him, and then obviously he'll he'll win two more games this year, so he'll be in second. I don't see another guy getting 550 wins, and then the thousands game played. Like honestly, I I, I don't I think Mark Andre Fleury might be the last goalie to have ever play a thousand games. Yeah, like Tampa Bay is not going to want Vasilevsky. Like, okay, that's on average 53 games a year. So you know you, you got to figure at some point. Okay, you'll you'll have to play sixty if, if that's going to be that. I don't think they want him playing sixty. No, given the fact that he's already gone uh, undergone uh, surgery this year, is it a ton of mileage on this guy too? Right, because we're not even uh, factoring in the amount of playoff games that this cat's played um, over the last number of years that don't even factor into his games played. So I, I think if he was to play a thousand games. Um, that would be poor asset management on the part of Tampa Bay because I don't think he's putting him in a best position to be uh, at his best at the most important time of year, which is really all it's all about for for Tampa Bay. And, you know, you look at a lot of goalies that have become uh, like, what is Connor Hellebuck at? That that would be interesting, but I still think he'd be, he's too old um, at that point. Yes. A lot of guys seem to reach prominence where they're playing 55 plus games a year. At the age of 25, that's too late. Um, Carter Hart, maybe, but I'm not convinced he's going to be a guy that's going to be playing by the age of 37, 38, because he's been good to this point in his career, but not elite, like Mark andre was early in his career, or Vasilevsky was early in his career. So, you know, you worry about the back end on, on that front. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really, really difficult. Hellebuck, uh, if he starts another 30 games or plays another 30 games this year, he'll be at 500. So then he would need 500 games over a decade. He'd have to average 50 from the ages of 31 to 40. Not, not happening. Yeah. Not happening. No. So I don't, uh, it's, it's very, very rare. Um, speaking of not happening, uh, it hasn't been happening for Ilya Samsonov in, in goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They send it down to the Marlies. My understanding is reading some stories, Dave, he's not going to play. He's just down there to work on his game, you know, so as much mentally uh, as it is physically for him. He doesn't have to leave anywhere. He stays in the same house. So that's the benefit of having your team in the, uh, in the same city as him. But, uh, like, how patient are they going to be with him? Um, and, and when, and what's the, uh, what's the update on Wall? When's he coming back? Well, Wall's still a ways away. Um, I would be shocked if we even see hiding or hair of him prior to the All-Star game. So I, I think that's another month. The last thing the Leafs want, right, is to rush Wall back uh, prior to him being 100%, and he plays a handful of games and he re-injures himself. Right? Yeah. Like, that's no good. Joe Wall is going to be the guy that's going to be between the pipes in an ideal world come game one of the playoffs. Okay. Um, that's really all the – I mean, because who else is it going to be, right? Yeah. Samsonov hasn't shown it's going to be him. And, you know, Marty Jones has been fine, but I think we can all agree that Joe yeah. Wall has, has a higher ceiling yeah. um, in, in terms of his ability at this point in his career. So it, it's all about getting Wall back to 100% and keeping him up and running through the playoffs. I don't think we're seeing him for the all-star break. So they're going to have to find a way to grind through this in January. Um, you know, how patient are they going to be with, uh, with, with Samsonov? You know, I think they're going to give him the week here. They're, they're not back at home until next. So like a week tonight, next Tuesday, um, you know, work with Hanu Toivon and the AHL goaltending coach there. Um, see if he can get some of his confidence back. I, same thing, haven't heard that there's any plans to get him into a game, um, which might be the right course of action, right? Like literally just, rem- that's, that's the, uh, the terminology that Sheldon Keefe used, uh, on, on Monday was to remove him from the situation, not in a negative way, but just don't worry about playing games. Just go focus on your own game, work with a goalie coach, look at some video, um, focus on the technical aspects of your game. Uh, feel good in some practices. Maybe getting him into a game in the AHL isn't even the best course of action because what if it goes south there? 
Yeah. Then where do you go? Right. So Jack Campbell University. The ice and, <laughs> it, it's not not good, right? So try to build him up off the ice with the goalie coach. Uh, try to get his confidence back, and then they'll probably have to to give him another look at it at some point in January. You know, at, at this point, if they play well tonight in L.A. and find a way to pick up a win, I don't see why you wouldn't give Dennis Hildeby a spot start. The guy's been really good in the AHL. He's 22. He's not 19. Um, the guy is massive. Well, so just by his size alone, a puck or two might hit him. Um, you know, and then see if you got something there. Maybe you can give him a spot start. But I really do think they're going to piece this together. Brad Trailing said today that he went outside and he checked the goaltending tree. Um, and it appears that all the leaves have dropped. So there was nothing there for him to pick at this point in time was his analogy. So they're going to have to piece this together in January and then hopefully come early to mid-February, walls around the corner. Uh, one last one. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, may be coming back to earth. They're 3-7. Uh, and seven. The, uh, the Patrick Kane signing has not given them the boost uh, they were hoping it's going to give them. Um, that's an organization that's now starting to teeter in the same pool as uh, Buffalo and Ottawa on the uh, on the path to another disappointing season. Oh, without question, um, I was skeptical in the off season. I, I really didn't like the plan of committing significant dollars and and significant term to guys that are good players, but but not really elite players. Um, I was really puzzled as to where that was going. So, you know, I think what, what Detroit has now, and I said it in the summertime, is they've got a bunch of guys on, on good money and term that are probably playing above where they should be in the lineup. Um, so, you know, when you put yourself in that type of a position from a cap standpoint, what you end up with is a team that is average at very best which means they're going to be fighting tooth and nail for a wild card spot, but really not viewed as a legitimate contender. Um, so I, I'm I'm a little concerned about Detroit. I, I just I thought I thought to an extent they might have abandoned the plan that had been in place and lost some patience. Um, part partially that, and then also partially maybe feeling that they've they've got a push their chips into the middle of the table because they, they got to get competitive quicker but you do that and like I just I don't know I, I, I look at this group maybe some years they'll squeeze in maybe some years they won't but with what they've got in place right now I'm sorry I don't see Detroit as anywhere near a Stanley Cup contender anytime soon and what you've done now is you've locked yourself in and you know two years down the road you're going to be looking at some contracts being like geez i wish we could get out from under that one i don't it might be a playoff team at some point in the next handful of years i just don't see them as a cup contender at this point i would agree with you davy davy as always my man good to have you back for another year we will uh, chat with you next tuesday thanks fellas happy new year it's uh dave mccarthy from uh sirius xm jason greger sean brown uh, Dave McCarthy with you. We're going to get to the uh, the lineup brought to you by uh, Sherwood Bauer Motorsports coming up a little bit later on. we got a lot of text to get to at 833-401-1440. Uh, many people wondering about McLeod and Fogle. And uh, are you a believer or is this just a, a heater by guys who uh, historically aren't this productive? I think that's a fair statement. Uh, also, the Edmonton Orders, more than just a wild card team. Why finishing top three in the Pacific isn't as crazy as it once looked. We'll discuss it next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 3.46, Gregor Brown, Hallie with you on a lovely Tuesday. I'm curious, what was the best gift you got for Christmas this year? 833-401-1440. Having been on, uh, the con man was running the show uh, last week when it was in the uh, tournament, so that was great. So I'm just curious. What was the uh, the best gift you received this year? Eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. I was curious, Brownie. Did you get anything that uh, tickled your fancy? Uh, got a couple things. We got a dog. Got an English. Whoa, yeah. whoa, <laughs> yeah, that was a it puppy. was good for about a day. And a puppy, puppy, yeah. So, what, what kind? Uh, English bulldog. Oh man! Yeah, so, so you we, just got slobber all over your house. <laughs> we got our hands full. Yeah. So yeah, he's really? uh, pretty wild and. You know, he's pretty How good. many weeks old? Uh, he's about, I think, six weeks. 
No, it's got to be eight. I think isn't that the minimum? Eight normally. Six is like, oh my god, that kid, you're dying if it's six weeks. Okay, maybe eight. It's yeah. see, I got our puppy at eleven weeks, mm-hmm. and I would recommend everybody out there convince the person that's giving you the dog that you can take it in three more weeks because three weeks later. There's like, cause they're old, they're way older. And three weeks at that age is such a big difference. And, um, we had maybe 10 days of potty training. She was done. What? Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. That would be, yeah, nice. it made a, it made a 10 world, days of it made pot- a world of difference, man. World okay. of difference. It might even mean less than that. And she had one, um, and there was, there was less waking up in the middle and like it was a shorter time period for that. Because, you know, she could hold her, uh, you know, she yeah. could control her bladder a little bit yeah. longer. Like, so I, uh, I would avoid eight week puppies as much as I could. Okay. Sorry. My wife just texted me 13 weeks. Oh, 13. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But That's, still, I mean, better. I'm 13. Not, she'll be close, man. I don't, oh. I don't think so. I don't feel like it's close. Oh. We've, we've had a few accidents. Nothing. Major well, do you the have house? the pee pads around the house? No, that's disgusting. Pee pads in the house? Then your house smells like piss. Well, no, you just put them in a few areas. And no you don't want her to way. Do it. No way. It's yeah. going out. I don't. Do well, then the you pee pick pads. it up, cheap boy. Like you can buy a lot of them and you put it around the carpet. It saves the carpet. Trust me. Why? Why not just take it out? I'm trying to get it in the routine yeah, of yeah. like being like. Yeah, but even you can get it in the routine. Have you had an accident? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my point. <laughs> that's why yeah, I would rather them. I'd rather teach them not to go to the pad. I'd rather teach them to go to the door and hit a bell on the door. No, I or, never. I, oh, no. That's what we've done. Yeah. I, I just had the pad because for whatever reason, they're much more like if they do it on the hardwood, who cares? That's easy to clean. Yeah, up, that's right? what we got. But it's on the carpet. Yeah. That's well, we got you, a lot. Of, we have mainly. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's. Uh, but still, I, I just I mean, had it on the carpet. I didn't train her to go on there. I just put the pee pad without me instructing her. I just did it in case there's an accident. I always took her out every time. Yeah. But we only had one accident on the carpet. And we had a pee pad. It was like phew, game right. saver. So what's what's the timeline of how long you can leave them out? Or, or sorry, we're we're uh, kennel training it right. So we're putting, or sorry, crate training it. And so we've been out for like two and a half hours. I thought that was kind of a... Oh, geez, I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah. I came back and then crapped all over the uh, yeah. crate. And oh, yeah. Well, you got I was the just kind like, of time that, you know, for number twos, for sure, you got to be like... Now, here's the thing. I would recommend you teach your dog, and I learned this from Dogs With Wings, yeah is you teach your dog every time they go outside, you say, busy, busy. It's an, it's an easy command. And busy, busy means go yeah. to the washroom. Yeah, I say business. No, no, no. But yeah, but if you say busy, busy, because it's easy for a dog oh, yeah. to remember that, yeah. the, the, the instructor and those dogs are doing dogs, <laughs> like they're genius. Yeah. And so we even do it with me. So we would go out and I would say busy, busy. And yeah. then you give her a treat. Yeah. So she, yeah. and she yeah. figures it out very quickly. Cause yeah. now our dog, not knowing it, but uh, the Cavalier, they're very food driven. Yeah. So, any type of thing that involved food, she would learn quick. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, and busy, busy. I yeah. would recommend that to her because we've had, we had yeah. the, the dogs with wings. I've had probably yeah. six or seven of them and they're yeah. unbelievable animals. Like yeah. so well trained. It's yeah. amazing. And those trainers and they're professionals. They said, you get a code word like that at a young age yeah. and you're consistent with it. Yeah. Your dog will catch on <laughs> so quick. Cause it's really, it's, it's like parenting. If people yeah. that are inconsistent, yeah. they're like, geez, why is this taking yeah. so long? Yeah, yeah. Because you're not consistent. Yeah. I'm trying to be, con- I'm laughing because I'm, my brother had a boxer and I was talking to a boat too. And he's like, you got to have a word. And I'm like, well, what's your word? He's like, business. So I'm outside with my dog and I'm like, business, business. Yeah, my wife's long. like, Just what are you busy. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but do you reward it? You got to give it the, oh, yeah, I like when they treat. go, you got to, oh, yeah. you got to treat the dog like yeah. it won the Stanley cup when it goes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't see this cut changing in 10 days though. <laughs> so, oh, well, they picked up quick. Yeah. So there, so you got a dog. Cons, what was yours? Best gift. Oh, you know, uh, the, one of those Theraguns. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. one of those. I, I've always kind of wanted one. I actually got me one uh, going back to the gym the last couple weeks here now. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's, been, it's been quite nice. And I also got one of those uh, Heritage Classic jerseys. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to wear it. Just want to have it for the souvenir. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was probably a top for me. Okay, nice. What uh, about you? Uh, what was my... Oof, trying to think. Do you and your wife do gifts? Uh, yeah, we do a few little ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, but nothing, uh, nothing major. Yeah, well, I always say, that, but that's where it gets blurry because my wife and I are the same way. It's like, hey, we'll just—it's it's about the kids. We'll, we don't really yeah. need much. But she always gets me more. Ah, okay. And well, are like, you counting? 
Well, I just don't. I feel bad. <laughs> I sit there and I'm like, okay, well, um, I didn't get you. So as you're much. saying Bill Garen was accurate? Is that what you're hearing right now? Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shy away from this. <laughs> I've never played the big dog. I am not the big dog. Yeah, but but you can buy lots of small gifts. They don't have to be the big dog. Oh, there's no doubt. Just write I mean, her hey, note. Well, the next year, just write her a few notes. That's true. Well, right? I mean, hey, make it. Maybe you should like write her a song. It's, she's just no. She's about the stocking, right? But, oh, the stocking. But you yeah. know, to fill the stocking th- full of like Sephora makeup liner, whatever it Dude, is. You don't even know what you're buying. Don't do that. <laughs> like you would end up with all the wrong stuff. <laughs> I'm not stupid though. I get my daughter to help me. Oh, okay, smile. There you go. Smart. No. Smart. But, yeah. No, I know there's certain things like I, I don't buy my wife clothes because she's very picky. I would never do that. So yeah. I don't buy clothes. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, want them buying me clothes. I, 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 I did buy my wife one year for Christmas and like almost passed out. She wanted a, fa- a pair of Gucci running shoes and like and basically, like, saved up all your, don't buy me anything. And then I went, because uh, she was like, I want them, but I won't, you know, she'd gotten a bonus for something, and she still wouldn't buy them. So yeah. I went and bought them, and I almost passed out <laughs> on a pair of running shoes. <laughs> but um, So that was, like, a one-time thing. Yeah. And then, seriously, like, she wears those, and when she's done wearing them, she cleans them and puts them back in her, uh, in her, uh, in the closet. She has like a place for shoes. So trust me, those things aren't like, they're going to look yeah. new for a decade. Oh, so, that's funny. So that's good. I would say, um, the, uh, my best gift, um, yeah, it's kind of boring. I, I'm a big book guy. So, uh, I got multiple books okay. and I got one about habits that I've been crushing. So that's, that's the book that, you know what? Like yeah. for me, that's exactly what I needed. I like it. Yeah. So it was perfect. Oh, good. So, easy. And, uh, and my mother-in-law got me a few big Turks. So that's always pretty big Turks. Oh, big Turks. With yeah. that. That's really, yeah, it's unreal. You're the only guy I don't like big Turks. You're just somebody like, I feel sorry for people like you who don't have a palate. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't even know where you get a big Turk. Where do you buy a big Turk? Well, where do they sell those? At every grocery store. Tops, buddy, they're the top selling chocolate. Is that? No, they're not. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that like licorice? Is that where it has like licorice in it's the like middle? Jujubes yeah, jujubes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. Who doesn't like jujubes? Jujubes and chocolate. Oh. It's amazing. I actually gave my, um, my uh, father-in-law a bite of one. Like I, I you know, cut off one yeah. of the, of Big Turk. Cause he was like, what's that? I said, Oh, yeah. you got to try one. Yeah. So he waited till Everyone's after like, dinner and he had one and he yeah. was like, Oop, this is quite good. Yeah. So and Doug is very particular. He doesn't hardly eat any sweets. So yeah, that was uh, that was a big win. How do you get me. into Big Turk? You're the only guy. Oh no, trust me, buddy. We have a lot of listeners who have good taste, right? So there's uh, there's quite a few Big Turk fans. They're out there, lots okay. of them. When I when I put the Big Turk out at Halloween, on my table of big chocolate bars, the Big Turk is always second one gone. Really? Oh yeah, the kids. You know, you pass that on to the kids. Uh, hey, you know what? You give them yeah. the option. I yeah. give them a lot of options. I love the options yeah. at, at Halloween. You want yeah. to have uh, different options. So I hear you. I make the, sure the chip I mix guy in option. The, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the kids can't wait to come to Brown's house. Hey, those guys got chips over there. Bring, no bring, one's ever had them. This is amazing. I'm gonna bring Big Turk. Kids uh, are gonna be like, "What is that?" Uh, cat Dad, you're right, Greg's Big Turks are underrated. It's true. It's uh, it's very true that they are. Um, hey boys, I got a tool bag. I'm second year. Now it looks like I'm a journeyman. It's fantastic from school. Like, hey, you know what? You got to look the part, school. Yeah. I could see that. If you're a tool guy, you need a set of tools, man. It's big. You need the tool bag, right? A tool bag. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. They always wonder, like, Brownie, you have the tool yeah. bag. They wonder, do you have the tools, though? Right? That's the key. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I got a ton of tools. Do, do you have a tool bag? Like, are you a handy guy? You know, I'm a YouTube guy, right? So oh, okay. I try I try my best. Try I back. got great tools. Yeah. Uh, I got great tools. <laughs> I have a great... There's a guy that I got... Well, there is... Some, you know what? I'm not even... There is something to be said about having good... Even if you don't use them very often, but when you do go to use them, if you have the tools that work, you're like, okay, I could, I could be red-green here for a second. I can fix anything. Absolutely. You yeah. come to my house, you look at my garage, you would think I'm a tool man. Like I got okay. everything. Oh, you got everything. It's all battery. It's all battery. I got no cords. It's nice. But I, I wouldn't I mean I try to be a handy. Do you have like guy. a big toolbox then? I do actually. I got one of those big snap on ones. Oh wow. Yeah. So Is it organized? But, oh yeah. Okay. It's dialed right in. All I right. mean I do have a little bag that because we have a couple rental properties, so I'll bring my little bag and go in there and put around with the toilet or small little uh, yeah, yeah. appliances Pl- plumbing, or whatever. Those are the yeah. things. Like I respect the guys and gals who can who can fix plumbing. Or can fix change. anything. Yeah. To be handy. Like the I can, money is like safe. I can fit the you know kind of the simple things. Like you know nowadays you yeah. can read up most things if you're willing to, but plumbing yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not even trying. Right, like yeah. I snaked out hair once out of the drain. Oh. I felt like I won the cup. That was like <laughs> the highlight of my plumbing skills. Right, like I had to fix yeah. a bathroom once at a house I rented from my uncle. No. I had to replace the whole thing. I'm like, never again. Like I hated every second of it, and it wasn't fun. Yeah. So I'm like, plumbing, it's the one thing I'll call for. Lots of other things I'll try first and see yeah. if I can do it, but plumbing, never. My Not pl- even a starting. I, once there's a plumbing yeah. issue, I'm just like, I got a plumber yeah. now. He's on speed dial. It's Mike the plumber. It's in my phone. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> just, nah. You're smarter than me because it yeah. turns into a big fight in my house because my wife's big on like, just stay in your lane. Like, that's not what you do. Like, you can't go on YouTube and think you know everything. Sometimes you just have to pay for things. Hey, guys, that's what you're supposed to do with the designer bags and shoes. They're an asset. That's why they're expensive from Jasmine. Oh, so she's saying you have to really take care of your bags and shoes. Hmm. All right. I, I take care of my shoes. Are you, are you a running shoe guy? Look at those. Oh, yeah. Those are the old Jordans. Those are the old ones. Ooh, are those are, wow. Hey, look at, <laughs> nice. Hey, I, like those big, are like the, one of the yeah. original, the white, black, yeah. and red ones. Well, they have like, they, they got the old, they're the red and black for the yeah, yeah. the original Jordans. They're the cross mm-hmm. trainers, kind of no. like the Bo Jackson. So they have like three shoes in one. So these ones are actually my favorite, but I don't wear them that much. So you wear them once. And so when you come home, what do you do? Do you like rinse them off? No, but I like my. When I played, I used to always take Vars. I, I learned it actually from Marty McSorley. You Marty, take Varsol. Yeah, oh, Marty yeah. McSorley was really big on like you know how your tongues get little, they get kind of ratty. Your skates get ratty. Yeah, the, the because, tongues of your skates get a little fur ball. Fur ball. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I learned from Marty because we'd get to the rink so early. Like we always to take care of your equipment, take care of your skates, mm-hmm. make it look nice. So I always had Varsol and. With Barry Stafford, he always had it really? there. Yeah, and I would shine up my, I, like, I would take all the black marks off my uh, my tucks of uh, my skate and take all the fluff off the tongue, new uh, new laces. So I'm kind of like that with my shoes, like, and my kids, too. Really? Because my kids, I, I can't stand dirty shoes. Okay. Right? So I'm always cleaning my shoes, cleaning the kids' shoes. What about shoes. your car? Is your car clean? Uh, my wife's car is really clean. Like, inside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it clean. Okay. I try to clean it as much. Do you my, eat in your car? Uh, not a, no, no, I, not, no, I'd say no. Yeah. No. I love to have coffee. I always have coffee in my car. Uh-huh. Every time I get in my car, I go to Tim Hortons. Oof, jeez. Yeah. But I, I like it. There's, I, I like a clean car. Yeah. Hey, Greg, did she seriously say shoes and bags are assets with diminishing returns? Our farm and fun would be full of shoes and bags too if my wife had her way. <laughs> Hey, you know what? To me, it's if if you like certain things and you want to spend money on it and then you don't go crazy on it and you can afford other things, all good. Right? I have no problem with people. Like, I've never been a big... Uh, I don't think there's anything... Like, I bought a really expensive watch once and it sits in my drawer and I'm just like, what yeah. an idiot. Yeah. But uh, other than that, the only thing I spend money on is glasses. So, I like good glasses. But yeah, can't change my hairstyle. Well, I guess technically yeah. for three months I can. You do awful. have some good style but, with your glasses. Uh, yeah, I do like gogs. So yeah, uh, do a lot. You got of a lot of different into. colors. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. like the bright. You know, make yeah. a little statement. So go- glasses are the one thing that I'll spend money on. Yeah. So and hey. I got a good glass place, uh, uh, Doctor uh, Lopatinsky on the South Side Century Vision Care. If you want to, they, you go in. The ladies there are awesome because you can go through the book. Yeah. Right. And you can order different things, right? Like not just what's in. I like to always go uh, like not off the shelf. Like yeah, most, yeah. none of my glasses are off the shelf. Yeah. Right. So. That's my thing. What about uh, I got my son a Wayne Gretzky rookie card? 
I thought that was cool. For Christmas? Yeah. How much? How much well, I didn't get him the best one. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say. It's got to cost him a lot of money, yeah, man. No, I got him just a cheap one. But I've always wanted to have one myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gretzky's okay. Gretzky, right? You're not going to get any better than him. And and uh, my son's in the cards. I'm in the cards. And so I thought that would be kind of cool, you know, as a keepsake. It's something he can kind of keep forever. Hey, Brownie, as a person who has over 200 pairs of sneakers, dirty sneakers are my pet peeve. That one comes from uh, Fat Efron. 200 pairs of sneakers. Yeah. Respect that. Holy well, spe- cow. Especially now. Where are you storing those bad boys? <laughs> are they in the box? Because one of my buddies, actually, he used to work in the clothing industry. He has like, I don't know, probably, I don't even know how many, but he still has them in the boxes. Or like he'll take them out, wear them once, and then put them back in the box. I'm like, what? Because you can resell them now. Right, so now, yeah, everything now you can like people, if you take care of your shoes. So and, you're buying shoes. So they're it's like an investment. Shoes, it's like an investment. But do you have to say they're worn once when you buy them? No, like if if you list them on wherever you're listing, I on, think you have shoefetish.com. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to write out that it's uh, worn twice? I don't. I think I don't think you have to be uh, specific on I'm how many times, wondering. but it's got to be. I I would think you would have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's kind of neat now. My son actually came to me and he wanted to buy a pair of shoes. And so he's the one that brought this to my attention. That So he's buying a pair of shoes and that, he's going to keep them just to sell them later? Well, potentially. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, hey, these shoes are a lot of money. If you can explain this to me. Yeah. Well, see, the thing for me is I'm like, if I buy it, I want to wear it. Yeah, but it's not like we're kids running around in mud. Oh, no, I'm still a child. If I want to buy something, I like to have it. Like when I get a new pair of pants, I'm wearing them that day. Like I'll probably I'll borderline yeah. wear them out of the store. Yeah, I know, but we're not wearing out our clothes. We're not wrecking our clothes anymore like kids are, no, right? But if so I, I wore- got a ton of pairs. Of, I don't I, I don't wear down my shoes. I just get sick of them and buy new ones. Like it's not So like- how many pairs of running shoes do you have? Oh, Jesus. Like 100? I, no, oh, not even close, oh. probably 13. Oh, okay. I could have 100. I mean, hmm. I like them that much. Okay. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, uh, we'll find out how many pairs of shoes Strutty has. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I could just see it. If his shoes, like, did, I wonder if he has shoes to go with tight jeans because those are the only shoes he could buy. And also, uh, Ian Furness will join us. All of a sudden, another team is surging. Are they legit? We'll find out next after Conman Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Go to FountainTire.com to see all their mechanical services that they offer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 